Hey, good day, guys. Joe here. Hey, a few weeks ago, Dan and I were chatting on the podcast, and Dan mentioned that our friend Krista Wells uh, had a series of blog posts related to her touring with Plum. And just speaking to the topic of being uh, an independent artist, sitting at a piano by herself, and playing in front of an audience that's used to, let's say, the bombast of a typical Plum show, and feeling some insecurity being uh, on the tour bus, just a number of factors that she felt like sharing with uh, her readers. And we really appreciate who Krista is. She's our friend and appreciate who she is in terms of her, her vulnerability and her heart for other artists. And so we decided, let's go ahead and see if she'd be interested in coming on and chatting with us a little bit and sharing her perspective on what it's like to be an independent artist on the road. So we caught up with her about a week and a half ago. And uh, this resulting fairly casual conversation is a little bit from Krista about what that experience is like. If you're a fan of Krista, you'll appreciate it. If you're a fan of independent artists, you'll appreciate it. If you are an independent artist, you'll appreciate it. If you've ever been <laughs> an independent artist, we think that this is something that uh, you'll appreciate. So enjoy our catch-up time with Krista Wells. And uh, we've got more content coming to you this week, just so you're aware, this is CMS Northwest Week, Christian Musician Summit Week. So lots of new content coming this week. You will be inundated. I don't think you'll complain. Guys, thank you for your time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. We will catch you next episode. Frequency.fm presents The Amped Interview we connect about was just kind of from an artist's perspective um being on this tour you in the lonely piano mm -hmm. I, i've never seen plum so my assumption is that we're talking a pretty big deal pretty big show or definitely compared to what i normally do it's um yeah i mean you've got the lights and the tracks and the you know right. band and stuff so it's it's pretty pretty big and full and she's fantastic so it's just great to get to I mean, we've been friends for like 20 years or more. So, but to, what we've never, and we've written together, but we've never gotten to perform together or tour together. So that's fun. And it's fun to see her and her element doing her thing. And, you know, it's just, so, it's, how did the friendship start between you two? We, I lived in Indiana. I guess she lived in Indiana too. Um, I was singing backup for Benji Gaither. And then I left the band. And, and somebody else took my place and then she, that girl only lasted for a couple months and then Tiffany Plum took her place and then um, oh the guy running sound for Benji at the time was a friend of mine and you know then was running sound so he became friends with Tiffany and then she, we just had mutual friends so we, we uh, connected at that point and then she moved to Nashville with my friend Tara and my friends Tara and Tammy, they were all roommates. And then Toby and I moved to Nashville. So we were in, we moved like a year later and we were in Bible study together and stuff like that. And she wasn't yet plumb. She wasn't signed yet. She was just. Well, 20 years is a long time. So some people, we're not going to share your age, obviously. Um, I know. <laughs> but I mean, that's a long time to know somebody. Yeah. And that would be before, I mean, you guys weren't writing songs together. You were at Bible study together. Yeah, we were in Bible study. We were just college and, you know, 
So it's kind of crazy. I mean, I when you it kind of sneaks up on you, you know, especially with friendships that where you moved away from each other and then you come back and you work a little, and then you. So it's been kind of like that, and um, and so it's it sneaks up on you. You don't realize how much time because you haven't been living daily beside each other. So suddenly you're like, wait a second, that was a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> that, was that first thing, whatever. So. For me, when I run into somebody I haven't seen in a while, which ha- just happened to me, one of my best friends from grade school and junior high, haven't seen him since we were both 15. Uh, we went to a church camp out and he invited me to come bring my son. Yeah. And, and, you know, the first thing I think when I get out of the car is Dennis has put on some weight and his hair is gray. What happened? And then I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm sure I haven't changed at all. <laughs> think that like wait why is that person looking like they're 40 years old oh wait yeah because they are yeah we have this vision of ourselves in our head that's still 18 or 23 or whatever that is and then you're not yeah (laughs) oh well thank goodness glad i'm not i'm okay with this decade this has been a pretty good decade uh in terms of life but uh Side a complete separate conversation we'll have at some point over coffee when Travis is around since we're all kind of in the same yeah. generation. We can spend a lot of time talking about the Smiths or something. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're touring with Rapture Ruckus and Plum, and you're you you're the opening act. I am the opener, so I'm the first opener. Rapture opens after me for Plum, but uh, so I do a 20 minute set, and um, so I can fit. Well, I've, some nights I've done 25 minutes. We, we, um, I have a four-song set. I probably could have squeezed five in if I didn't like to introduce my songs, but it seems um, a good idea, yeah. as people don't know me, to be able to share a little bit. So I do four songs, and then about half of the dates we've added onto that. Um, Held, the song I wrote for Natalie Grant, yeah. and Plum comes out and sings that with me, kind of as a little surprise, fun being a fun moment at the end of my set and then rapture ruckus plays a 30 minute set and then we have you know break uh stage change and intermission and then plum does her thing and i sing with her on um need you now song nice. so that's fun and then i'm also representing the food for the hungry table and um helping with child sponsorships and so i've really enjoyed that as well so when you got started on this, you've done a great job of, at least there's two blog posts I'm aware of. I don't know if you've written more since there. But... And I think I forgot to do one this week. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I got to catch up. But for the sake of people who may be listening, Dan really commented uh, that he appreciated your ability to be vulnerable in a, you know, a very accessible way about your experience as this coming in and feeling some anxiety mm-hmm. uh, about that. But it sounds like over this, the arc of your experience here that you're getting more comfortable and, and having that connection, Yes. Uh, not with, not just with your, uh, the people you're performing with, but recognizing where you kind of fit in where you weren't sure to begin with. Maybe you could describe a little bit how you felt at the beginning and maybe where you're at now. Yeah, it was. I was so anxious beforehand, just because there were so many unknowns. I had never done this kind of touring before. The um, audience is a different audience than what I've been playing for. Um, 
I didn't know the people I was going to be sharing space with on the bus. Right. I didn't know how to do food for the how to represent food for the hungry. I'd never done that job before. Um, I had never. I, I'm using some tracks to supplement um, the sound to fill in the sound a little bit to make my set a little more interesting, um, especially in this context. You know, yeah. it's not a house concert, so um, so I'd never done worked with that minimal technology before and managed that on my own on the stage. You know, initiating the tracks at the right time. And, that freaked um, me out. Yeah, I, I and frankly, I'd only used I've only used in ear monitors a handful of times because most of the places we play are acoustic or using you know floor monitors so having the in-ears was different um and just the routine of loading in and loading out just everything was completely new to me um and so and then on top of that of course i was arranging childcare back home and all of that which is stressful okay yeah so um yeah, I was I was pretty nervous the first weekend, and was happy to have that first time over with. <laughs> yeah, but I quickly found um, there's a comfort in the rhythm and routine of this kind of touring that we don't get to enjoy as independents because seldom in your indie touring is does one day look anything like the next day. I mean, they're just every venue is so different. Every crowd is so different. So you're changing your set list. You're changing, you know, often I'm changing up who I'm playing with. I'm playing this one solo. I'm bringing a guitarist this time. I'm bringing a band this time. And it's really hard to settle into continuity and comfort. Um, So by the end of the first three days, you know, the first weekend out, I was like, okay, I'm doing the same four songs. I know kind of what I'm saying before the songs. I get how to work this. There's a tour, you know, a daily schedule that tells me what to do at what time. Um, and so that's very helpful to, to get the hang of that. And um, probably the hard, the thing that has remained harder, more challenging on an ongoing basis is just transitioning in and out of home life. I, I can see a benefit to going out for longer stretches. Just do it all at once. Then you only say goodbye one time. You go yeah. and you do it all when you're home. Coming in and out when you only have two or three days really at home, you're tired the whole time. And it, it can that can be a little emotional or a little stressful. But, but the, the, uh, the traveling with are wonderful. The crowds have been varied, but very gracious. And my favorite part of making music is um, connecting with people so you know that being at the table afterwards is just the best just having conversations with people one thing I can definitely relate to when you talk about going out and coming back I know I travel a bit for my job and sometimes I you know I'll go away for a week and then I'll come back for a couple of days and then I'll have to go away for a week and my wife her comment and not an unkind comment was Sometimes I kind of wish that you would stay away, which sounds really unkind, but because we have this rhythm when you're not here and when you come back, it throws off the rhythm and, and it's tough because when you're here, you're tired and you're not necessarily connecting with us and you're having to prepare for the next time you go out. And that's really, that's really rough. Yeah, it definitely can be, especially if you're, if you have different parenting styles, especially than your kids going from trying to adjust from one to the next. Um, my husband's been traveling also this fall. So a lot of the time, you know, when I come home, I am the only 
parent. So it's not, in some ways, maybe that's been a little easier um, just because it would have been, yeah, maybe more complex. <laughs> so you've had to kind of coordinate between his travel and yours, which just on top of everything else has got to be um, very logistically challenging. Yes, it's it was logistically challenging, at the, but I was trying to line all of that up before I left town. So for the most part, I had it all. I had a calendar up on the wall that had who's in charge on which day and who's picking me up from the airport, who's dropping the kids off at school or picking them up, you know, all of that was written on this calendar by the day. So that gave me some comfort. There was one weekend in the middle where he suddenly couldn't come home and I had him slated to be in charge. So that was, uh, we had to do a little last minute punting, but it was fine. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it sounds like you guys have a, a pretty good understanding of how to stay organized as a family, which is something and maybe a lot of folks who are as artists don't think about when it comes to going on the road and how you really have to have a strong partner, especially if you're on the indie side. Yeah, you have to you have to keep things straight and organized. And neither Toby nor I are natural organizers, but um, I've definitely, for my part, stepped into it out of necessity, you know, trying to run a business because that's what it is, running a small business and parenting. Uh, you just have to have to stay on top of things so yeah um so after this tour what do you have lined up for uh, yourself whether in terms of other other touring or other music or what interestingly and i think providentially my calendar for the fall the is um, an early winter was clear, which never happens usually there are just things that were already on the books and um I mean, I definitely didn't seek anything out because of the tour. I didn't know how it would feel or how I would feel after the tour. So I didn't seek anything out, but it just, you know, providentially, it just was clear anyway. So I'm really happy about that. I'm, my kids do need me to be home for a bit. And um, I also am, I'm just ready to write, you know, I'm ready to get back into writing mode and uh, got ideas. I, I'm working on some new side projects, um, doing some writing for film and TV, potentially. Oh, wow. And also before I go into planning another al- full album of my own, because it's been a couple years since I've done a full album. So I definitely want to do that, but I... I'm wanting to explore some new sonic terrain and kind of want to play around with that a little bit before I move forward. So, so that's what the the winter is mainly going to be writing and, and doing some one-off recordings for film and TV. And then we'll see after that. Cool. And it sounds like it's starting to get loud back there. <laughs> yeah. Moving into their full on sound check. And, and you're on up after them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say it sounds uh, romantic or um, exciting, but I don't. I don't find <laughs> it's it's you know it's just a rhythm. You know, you just fall into it. So they they do theirs, and my mine is the smallest, simplest sound check because it's me and me myself and I at the keyboard. So it usually doesn't take long. Although today, this weekend, since it's our last weekend, um, Plum's bass player and I are talking about trying. Uh, to pull off one of my songs that I have not done at all on this tour. It's called It's You, and I released it just as a single on iTunes. And um, we just thought, hey, let's change it up and ditch one of the tracks and do something live just for fun. So if we have a chance in a little little while, we're going to go down and see what if that feels plausible. <laughs> You're going to have to tell me how that works out. Yeah. 
And I'll have to actually look up that song because I don't know if I'm familiar with that song. Yeah, it was um, a song I actually wrote for one of my uh, Kickstarter supporters in okay. 2013. 2013. Um, so I wrote it for his organization, which was uh, National... Oh, I'm going to get it wrong. I always... It's a Christian Athletic Association. And the joke I always make is when he asked me to write a theme song for his athletic association, I said, um, have you heard my music? <laughs> right. But um, he's like, no, no, I like what you do. Do, do it your way. But here's the theme. And so I wrote, wrote this for them. As you describe it, I'm remembering it now. Yeah. I'll have to put a link to that to folks so they can, um, so they can check that out. Oh, the music stopped. Yeah, there's a quiet moment. I don't know what that means. That probably means they're going to come hunt you down. <laughs> but I appreciate it. Well, you th- talking. Thanks for taking the time to talk. All right. We'll get going. Um, uh, break a leg tonight. And uh, yeah, it was so good to catch up. Thanks, Joe. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Frequency.fm is a podcast featuring Christian artists, authors, creatives, and experts. For more music reviews, book reviews, and articles, please visit us at Frequency.fm.